is the Aquasensory Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilson. In this show, you will learn all about sensory harmony in water for babies and the early years. Because when we grow to love, connect and respect water, learning follows naturally. Today, it has been such a treat to connect our international communities together. Monica has so much passion and expertise. In today's podcast, we talk about her shared experiences from over 30 years and her favourite swim practices, particularly for music in the pool, which of course is one of our passions here at Aquasensory too. It's a delight to connect Welcome, Monica. Hello, Joe. It's very great to be here with you. I'm very pleased and honored to be in contact with you and your beautiful community. Oh, you're welcome. I love the fact that we are in different parts of the world, but we are so connected with our communities. I'd love to share more uh, with everyone about your fantastic work. Thank you. Uh, well, that's, I think it's amazing that we can connect to each other from very far apart, but there, there is this beautiful one thing that joins us, that is water and aquatic education and children and all the benefits that we can get from water to all the people that we are able to, to work with. Let's dive in deep and share so much more about your wonderful work at your swim school. Yeah, I'm I'm based in Chiapas, which is one of the southernmost states. It's next to Guatemala. So it's a beautiful place with a seaside, highlands, and rainforest, jungle. The Mayan culture was uh, settled here also. So I'm very down south. Uh, and um, it's beautiful people over here. <laughs> yeah. So... We are far away from UK, but but I'm very happy to be here with you, Joe, today. And you do such wonderful work at your swim school, but also providing the education side to uh, the aquatic community as well. How many years have you has your swim school been uh, been going now? Well, the our swim schools were founded by my parents. Mm. It was 48 years ago in 1975. So. They both uh, were, or my mom, my dad already passed away uh, two years ago, and uh, they both were physical educators and school teachers, and they they had this dream to have this swimming school and swimming club back in the days, back in the seventies. A lot of people would drown here because we are surrounded by a lot of water, rivers, sea, and lakes. And so they thought it would be a good idea to have a swim school. It was the first swim school in the state and one of the first swimming schools in, in this uh, area and this part of Mexico, and also a, sim- a swimming club. So we do from learn to swim up to competition level and all ages from babies to senior adults and and it's a very nice and beautiful story that my parents did and and I really enjoy uh, growing up in a swimming school like my sisters we we practically grew up in the swimming school and um, 
and I have been a swimming teacher for more than 30 years now. I'm 52, wow. almost 53. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, so it, it has been great. It has been a great journey. And this passion that my parents have, uh, have uh, I have, you know, like, I started, I love, I love to do this. And since when I was 10 years old, I will be my, my dad's assistant teaching swimming. Yeah. So I will be like the, making the examples, making the streamline yeah. and all that to show the proper technique or the moves or the position, body position and stuff. And I found it very, you know, fun, interesting. Yeah. It was, it was good for me. And so I was studying in college and I was already having this career as I like mm -hmm. technical career as a swimming instructor and swimming coach. And it has been wonderful. So now I have my own um, swim school. It's the same yeah. brand, but it's yeah. my own school. And Aqua, how do you say it? Aquaticity. Aquaticity. No, this is the what I do for helping other teachers, like wow. to to train them and yep. to help other teachers and swim schools. But our swim yeah. school is named El Delfin, which of is course. dolphin. El Delfin. Beautiful. And, yes, and El Delfin, and with El Delfin, we have come like very far, and it's very well known in all Mexico, and and we are happy. Like we have, a, we have a lot of uh, national champions, and some yeah. have been represented Mexico in international um, meets. But yeah. we have a lot of a lot of students that. Uh, that have become doctors or mothers yeah. or fathers. That that's I think the the best are not the medals, but this um mm. this kind of sand that you put in the in the development of all these kids that now are parents. And we are now uh, serving the second and third generation of swimmers. Wow, what a legacy for your family, and then for you to take on wow that's absolutely beautiful we share similar passions uh, but let's talk about how you teach little ones how would you describe your approach for learning to swim well we like to to think as the aquatic activity that we do in our swimming schools not a mare or not just something like it's physical that but something that can help develop the whole child. Mm -hmm. And we pay a special attention to develop these other areas, not only the physical one. So we are talking about the social part, the emotional part and the cognitive. So we all know, you know, how this wonderful world in the aquatic, the aquatic world can provide to yeah. nurture and to help uh, little babies, little kids, and young adolescents and teenagers yeah. and adults to help improve their quality of life and also to help them grow in a very nice way because water is such a is such a magical element. Is is it really helps us? I know that we we prepare ourselves, we study, we do research and everything. But a lot of what we do is because of the water, which yeah. is a 
is a wonderful teacher for all of us. So for us, it's very important to consider this wide range of um, focus or, or um, yes, focus in, in our classes. We just don't want them to learn how to move through the water, but we, mm -hmm. learn, we want them to um, really take advantage of all the benefits that water can bring and all the interactions that happen in the water with their parents and with the other adults, with the other babies and with the teachers in the water. So yeah. I think that's uh, the approach to develop the global child. And yeah. of course, uh, when they are getting older is to have like healthy, uh, healthy habits. Yeah. Do you say that in English? Healthy habits. Yeah. and. For the people that is like for adults and for senior adults to have a better quality of life. Now we know that if you want to have a healthy brain and when you are, you know, like a senior adult, you need to move. So yes. there is a wonderful, wonderful yeah. space to move. I'm so glad you said that. That's perfect in every way. We also massive advocates in child development in water and as you say crossing all of the brain domains uh, that's why water is so natural and it's such a beautiful platform but uh, let's talk about music one of your specialities is adding rhythm and music in the pool what are your shared experiences and favorite practices let's let's let everyone know well, yes, it's one of my passions. I think music is very dear for many people. Like we all recognize their benefits and and there's a lot of people doing music or, or playing songs or singing songs in their programs. And, and I really like 20 years ago, I started thinking like, there must be a different way to do this because yeah. I found myself, I have to be honest, I found myself doing like a playlist in my swimming session, oh. you know? <laughs> you yeah. go from one to that one to that one. And I don't know, there must be something better to do. So I started to read, research, and 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 I started to learn about music therapy, this, uh, you know, medical area yeah. that it helps people with normal people and also people that is ill are with the special needs yeah. to help them to uh, have a better quality of life and um, and learn more about it and see how the music can have this greater impact in in the person and we all know it because we have feel it when you listen to a special song or when you remember everybody remembers a song yeah. that they, they perhaps a song that you, your mother or someone sang yeah. to you when you were little, and but it's is sometimes it's very it's very necessary to study and to research and to see to really see how it works so we can put it in place in a better way. That is something that you are doing gratefully with Aqua Sensory. And all this neuro, neuro, uh, or neurosciences applying yeah. water. So, 
I came out with some ideas <laughs> and, and I have many. And I love like um, not only to do like the passive way, the passive way of doing is when you play music and the active yeah. is when we sing. And yeah. but um, in my teachers, there are some of them that are not very musical, musically inclined. So I would love to sing. I like to sing, but some of them, they don't. So you have yeah. to get these, um, you know, like tricks or ways to do it in a practical and in the same time, effective way. So mm -hmm. I will say that one of the best or one of the most important contributions that I have done to our community of swimming, yeah. swimming teachers is the using of uh, musical motifs. Musical yeah. motifs is a short idea in a song or in a musical piece that is repeated once in like many times. Yeah. So instead of singing a whole song, I would just use the musical motif. And that is great because, you know, the songs can be used to, to define a part of the class, like starting or finishing or doing one activity and changing to another. And sometimes you just sing a song. First of all, it can be difficult for parents to learn if it's a new song, for example. Yeah, yeah. And use, use a motive and instead of singing, you just are humming, it's easier. And if you use songs or, or piece of music that are, you know, world famous, it will yeah. be very easy. So there are a lot of things that we can do in the water. And I was very inspired back in the 90s in one world um, aquatic babies congress in yeah. 1970, 1997 in Oaxaca, here in Mexico. And yeah. it was this teacher from Japan. She had a, she had a program named Aquamix. And this Aquamix program, it was more like a music class in the water. Yeah. So the yeah. kids would learn the, you know, the notes and everything. And it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And we see, for example, in Italy, our friend Hugo Lavalle, he plays the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And um, depending on how you do it is the impact that you're going to have in, 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 your, in, your, in your class. So it's better when you do it with your with your voice or if yeah. you play something uh, than just playing the music. That is that that is good also. We want to use music to calm anxious parents. We want to use music to relax, and we all know that in order to be able to enjoy the experience and to learn, we have to be calm and we have to be happy and and music can play a very important role role to get everybody parents and 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 babies and little kids in the mood to learn in the mood to enjoy the experience so that's what i do i use songs and i use musical motifs a lot and and I try to have fun and I try to always learn and 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 I always try to see what everyone is doing. I remember Marion Falsider from Austria. I met yeah. her years ago and we were in a congress and I I gave this talk about um it wasn't about music, but in my talk I I sang a little bit and and she went and she gave me her CD. Back in the days, there was CDs. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, she has songs for all her swimming class. And here in Mexico, we had someone making cassettes. You remember the cassettes? Yes, I remember, yeah. <laughs> so it, someone that um, made two records of uh, little songs for, for swimming classes. And okay. I know in, in Australia and many other places, there are swimming schools that create their own, you know, yeah. music. And and uh, so it, it's, it's wonderful. And, you know, mm -hmm. if we go deeper, we know that that maybe rhythm and music yeah. it was a key element to join us as a group, and maybe there is this hypothesis that that helped us to thrive and to have success as an species. So if we go beyond and we talk about rhythm or swimming classes, uh, even though if you plan it or not, it has a rhythm, and yeah. we be very careful what kind of rhythm we are putting there and what you are doing in aquasensory pays a lot of attention on that and that's what I, I really like your program yeah. yes I, I think you're right we all have an internal tempo and when something feels a little out of sync it doesn't feel internally very nice does it if the music is going on and uh it's too fast and we're going fast um, the babies in particular like everything a little bit calm and slow and um, when we need a little bit more of course we can pick up the music more and um, I remember Monica a few years ago you were doing a beautiful presentation and there was a waltz in the pool and it was like a really beautiful water dance I could really feel into that, how you can change the tempo of a class by music and rhythm and song. And uh, as you said, something um, that would work so well with children that really, really needed routine. Um, perhaps when toys were going away, you know, to have uh, their own tidy up song each week or another song that signifies a particular time in the lesson because um, some children really do struggle with transitions don't they and how about using music to help and facilitate that that would be really really beautiful yeah it's very useful and it's in a very nice way that they learn that there is this transition yeah. And also I have found like we have using this uh, musical therapy interventions and using the music in this soft way. It has helped us, for example, it's an example, you know, the back, back floating yeah. that when they are too little, they, they are very comfortable floating. Yeah. And when they are reaching this stage, when they are getting this vertical uh, position uh, time, they don't want to be in their backs anymore. So if they have been doing this, uh, enjoying this um, activity of floating with this singing and this yeah. uh, music, when they get to this uh, stage or this time, um, they recognize that, okay, they don't feel comfortable anymore to be in the back because they want to uh, see the world like this the excitement to see the world yeah. like this. They remember that when they were in the bag, it was pleasant. So I have seen and I have measured how long it takes to my kids, that to the babies that have been swimming since very early. 
and they don't take too long to refuse to be in the back and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. And that's and that's wonderful. Yeah. And that's wonderful. I think since we know that it's a it's a position that it will help them to have their airways free. But in a way, we don't want to force them to be uh, uh, floating on the back just because mm -hmm. of what is safety, you know. And um, so it, it's it's good that uh, that we can have these applications. I think. Yes, I I love that. I think you're right. And um, little ones do really struggle sometimes on their backs. And again, introducing music—that's really really perfect it helps so much um now the water work you mentioned about airways and safety it's always a hot topic isn't it water confidence in introducing submersions to babies in a baby led way as opposed to a survival force way do you have any top tips on how we can help our little ones get used to the water um for all our listeners. Okay, I think it's very important to have a respectful way to mm. introduce water to the babies. I think yeah. they, uh, one of the guys or key elements for a program, for our programs, it will be to have uh, like well-being, to have yeah. a place where you feel well and that you can grow. And, and a place that you feel safe and happy. And if we do um, um, and if we do activities that don't go with this, mm -hmm. actually it's not good for the baby. I mean, it's not good for the family. I have always think that the activities that we do in the water is something that I share with my students or their teacher, swimming teachers or students is that Waters brings an oasis of well-being for the babies, the kids, and their families. And we have to be careful. So when we want to introduce like the submersions or immersions, whatever you call it, uh, we have to be careful. We have to really allow the baby to learn to have this sensory input about the water in all the parts of the body so it can develop body image and have water in the in the head, in the back, in the mm -hmm. neck, maybe in the cheeks, and see how it's you know reacting. And yeah. we don't want to do submersions to well, I don't do submersions to babies that are not ready. If they get a little water here, they have these tonical reactions. Tonic reactions is that yeah. well? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little bit of a, a reaction, definitely. Yes, yeah. and. Yeah. And and we want them to to be exposed to the water, and we know that there are babies that come from the first lessons that they come. They are so happy, and they are willing to dip their, their head in their face in the water. But there are others that don't. So yeah. we have to uh, allow this to develop uh, in a you know in a respectful and in the baby space. And once the baby feels happy and is, is curious and, yeah. you know, it doesn't have these reactions, what we do in a program is we provide these situations that when the baby can choose to go. So yeah. it could be a platform, you know, 
many people, many teachers here, they know, provide a platform. It can be, you know, the age or a piece of equipment or the hands of the mommy or the teacher to, you mm -hmm. know, give that, you know, that uh, launch or how you call it? Yeah, little launch. Yeah. Little launch and yeah. to go and, and enjoy it. And uh, because there is a say here in Mexico that it says that not because you wake up earlier, sun, sunset is going, no, no sunset. Not because you wake up early or earlier, sunrise will do. I don't know uh -huh. if it makes sense. <laughs> in, in Spanish, makes a lot of sense. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you want to, you know, la, like speed up the process yes. and want to get there like faster. Like yes. for many swimming teachers, it's a lot of stress. I have to get this baby down and I have to yeah. get baby to learn to have submersions because that will prove that I am a good uh, swimming teacher. But yes. no, no, e, there is no proof that submerging er earlier it will be in advantage in the future. So yeah. there's no use to rush this. That's my, that's my yeah. personal opinion. And that's why we follow here in our schools. Perfect. Um, yes, I'm with you. I believe you can't rush child development. And when it comes to safety practice, as you say, we really, really do need our practice to be at the child's place. Um, because you, you know, if you do force it and then down the line, they, they'll start to say, no, no, thank you very much. And uh, of course, that's the last thing we want is for our children and babies not to enjoy the water and um, learning to swim. Um, Monica, you have so, so many beautiful uh, ways that you educate swimming teachers and their programs in the Spanish-speaking countries. Now, if I was to ask you your elements uh, to be um, what to have in an effective baby program, um, what would you say? Well, I think like the first one, it would be the principles. Like principles is very important. Like it's like the base or the um, foundation yeah. of what we are doing, no? And uh, I think that we need to um, empower and to have very good uh, communication skills. And we need to consider family as an special, you know, family, not just the baby. Okay. And I think like the other one, it will be to learn about techniques. And I know that uh, it can sound like to, you know, like to, I don't know what word to use, but we need to be technical. We need to know uh, about like how to handle the babies. We need to know yeah. all these things. It's, it's very important. And it's also important for us as uh, baby swimming or toddler or little children teachers to have an idea of what is the final, like how are the, the strokes and yeah can be a bit of like, I am a baby swim. I, I am a baby swimming teacher, not a stroke teacher. Yes, I know. But it's important to know what is the 
final like mm -hmm. movement or what is the final desire swimming technique yeah I yeah. tell you why we know this uh, mirror neur neurons yeah um, and if you have a toddler or a preschool kid that is coming to the swim school and you have a teacher that will show a proper streamline we we also know that babies they have their head too big and they won't be able to to do a, a streamline yeah but if you do and if you show the gesture or the motor movement yeah. exactly how it is they will learn and when they are preschool they will be able to do it and when they are at the school age they will start they will keep this elasticity and and it's wonderful yeah they are learning they are seeing how it is it's not that we want them to do it properly from when they are too little but yeah. we we want them to see how it's a uh, correct correct correctly yeah. Uh, yeah. done and perhaps we have this focus because we have a uh, babies up to the uh, to the competition level uh, because that's why perhaps we have this, uh, you know, we pay attention to these details. And uh, I say technique, I say principles, technique, and uh, oh, another ingredient I add, or another key factor, I think, will be sensi sensitivity. Nice. Uh, have to be sensitive. And, and I think that will be some of the key factors that we need to have in our programs to be successful. Mm, yeah, lovely. Um, you are so, so right. Parents love to know the why behind our activities. And uh, yeah, yeah, knowing all those little swim steps to progression can really, really help later on um, with parents thinking, hmm, why are we doing this? And particularly if they are thinking of stopping baby swimming, we can say, wow, this is great because later on we're learning to be a um, really stronger front crawl swimmer. It, um, it really makes baby swimming much more meaningful um, and we're really, really involving our parents to know the benefits of what we're doing now and as you say the foundation leads to so so much more later on and uh, a lifelong love of swimming um, and um, I love the fact that you've created so many champions oh congratulations that's amazing yeah well some of them they keep swimming and some of them they Love we that. have some that are in the medical school and they come once or twice per week to swim. They they didn't go to the swim team or anything, but they yeah. swam a long time when they were kids and, uh, mm. and and teenagers. And then they go to university and they they it's very nice to see them go back to the swimming pool to relax. And and that's wonderful because uh, swimming is a gift of life you know mm. and uh and it's a way of life too <laughs> i'm going to pop all the links to everyone listening and they can connect with you and your wonderful work oh i think feel just so privileged 
Um, and we often see each other, don't we, at different conferences. So thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to share today. No, thank you, Joe, for having me. And uh, congratulations for the wonderful work that you are for the wonderful work that you are doing and all the impact that you are making with the with the sensory and APA sensory and um I really admire your work and you are a really hardworking person. I can see it. <laughs> and um, I wish you like many years and I'm happy to, to be here with you and to say hello to all your community. It was great to be with you. Today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, well, you're the same as me. You work really hard too. And uh I always say that when you're so passionate about work, um, it doesn't feel like work, does it? Oh, I love it. Oh, it's always fun sharing. Oh, thank you. So if you're listening and you have a swim story too, I'd love to connect and explore together and share our swim passions to our parents and our aquatic communities. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Aqua Sensory Way. It's so nice to have you here tuning in today. Let's connect again soon. I'd love you to find out more about creating sensory harmony in water. Come and join us on our socials and in our community Facebook group, Aqua Sensory Connections.